Hey guys, and welcome back to the Cinema Slayers podcast. It is I, the bearded one, the one that gave up smoking for good, and now I only smoke for evil, Sterling. And I am joined by our resident wrestler, yes sir, Justin. Hey, Cinema fans. Hope everybody's doing great out there. When I am not in the wrestling ring, throwing somebody over the top rope in a battle royal somewhere, I'm chilling and maxing, relaxing, and watching all your favorite movies. It's good to be back. And we also have the leading lady of all your Cinefan hearts, Heather. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. We're glad you're listening. We've got a really awesome episode for you guys tonight. We are doing an episode that is based on movies and TV shows we'd like to see get reboots, sequels, and remakes. And we'll go into it a little more in detail as we hit each one of those topics but we're going to start this off with Justin giving us a movie movie franchise he'd like to see a reboot of okay well i would say i mean i mean there are so many choices and there are so many different things that that fit this category that you could pull from but i'm going to go with I think a reboot of the Blade movies that came out not too long ago starring Wesley Snipes, I think actually that would be a cool reboot to see. I think that with the special effects that we have now, the fact that comic book movies and films are in such high demand and they're very popular and it's what kind of people are um, looking at a lot of now, I just think that that would be really neat to see that. I think that you could do a lot of neat stuff with the fight choreography. I think that um, recasting it and having different characters and stuff like that, you could always have Snipes do a cameo or something like that. I think it would actually be cool. I think I would like to see that. And then since we are, um, especially with the success of Black Panther and us getting to kind of see um, and even Luke Cage on Netflix and things like that, even though the show got canceled for season three, but uh, with the success of those shows and you seeing more superheroes of color get highlighted, we've even got a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse where we're going to get to see a Miles Morales Spider-Man as the main uh, Spider-Man protagonist in that film. So I think that, with the advent of all of these different um, Marvel superheroes and especially superheroes of color, I think I would like to see that redone. I would like to see those dark themes come out again. I think there are some cool um, themes that you could touch on, especially in today's times. So I think that would be kind of neat. And then um, now that we're seeing more R-rated comic book films, especially with Deadpool having the success that it had, I think now would be the perfect time to do a series like that. So that has my vote as something that I would like to see rebooted. Now with that, Justin, do you have somebody in mind of who you'd want to cast as Blade? That is a good question. Um, So as far as who I think might be good for the casting of Blade, I mean, obviously somebody like Michael B. Jordan, uh, you, you can't really go wrong with him, but I don't know. He's been in so many different things here lately. He is kind of the hot ticket right now. I think, though, when, when you talk about uh, young black actors, I mean, he is it. So he's the first person that comes to mind. But even um, 
But you know what? Even the guy who played um the one who plays Falcon in the MCU movies, Anthony Mack. Anthony Mackie. Well, he can't be yeah. it because this would be this would be an MCU movie. So he actually could not play it, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. Because he, yeah, if it's going to be MCU, yeah, I yeah. didn't think about that. The, yeah, the, the, rights, talking- the rights to Blade did revert back to Marvel already. So they do have the rights to it. So now it would be an MCU movie. Okay. So it would be. Okay. I did not realize that. Okay. So never mind. Then he's You know out. who could be good, if you don't mind me interjecting here? Um, sure. John David Washington. Ah. I think he could yeah. do a good job at that. I think he could. I think he could. Yeah, that's another really good choice. And he was and he was awesome in uh Black Klansman, so um we know he can act. Um he could definitely uh, gain some weight for the part, do, you know, get bigger, bulk up, whatever he would need to do for that role. So yeah, that's another good choice. But though but yeah, so that's another great choice, but those two are probably i mean those are the ones that come to mind and if we is mcu well michael b jordan was just killmonger so yeah you're gonna need somebody else if it's gonna be an mcu film but 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 those are just the ones that immediately come to mind but yeah i think of i think a blade reboot would be good i think it'd be good nice you know who i actually think would be a good person for it he might be a little older but after seeing him do some like varying things and things like that, I really think he could actually do a lot with the role would actually be Terry Crews. Like, I know he's bigger hmm. than your typical blade, but I hmm. think he could add a lot of stuff to it. And plus, when the man looks angry, it's fucking scary. And I think he could scare yeah. some vampires with his angry face. <laughs> and he's yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's and he's got some range. He's got some acting range. I think when people think of him, they think funny, but. No, he's uh, but but I've seen him in some other things. And yeah, with some of the acting that he's done, he's got some range. And I think that that's a role he could. I I think he would dedicate himself to that. It'd be a good challenge for him. And you're right. I mean, yeah, he's bigger than a typical blade. But I mean, come on. Like you said, he's definitely got the size and the demeanor of a blade. So, yeah, I could see that, too. Uh, and he's bald he has- already. I mean, he already kind of <laughs> has that look, you know. So not not a bad choice, Sterling. Not a bad choice. Do you think Sterling K. Brown would be able to do a good job with that? I wouldn't have said yes until I saw Predator, and I think he actually could. Because he is a really good actor, but I've only seen him like in the drama, not really in the action type stuff. So, but I mean, the acting wise, I mean, and he could pull off the look, you know. I think, but yeah, I just I haven't seen him in anything really other than drama so i like him too though yeah i i think um he's another one that definitely has the acting range to pull it off um yeah he's another one i wouldn't be mad like if i saw that they were casting him for it that wouldn't make me angry i would be excited about seeing him as blade so yeah another (laughs) solid choice oh wait but wasn't he also an mcu my bad i forgot he was one of the characters in Black Panther. Sterling K. Oh, Brown yeah, was? He sh- yeah, Wait, he was, was the he? dad. Yeah, he was his uh, Killmonger's dad. Oh, he? he is. Yes. Yeah. That was I forgot him. That's fine. It's fine. Do it anyway. <laughs> That's small enough. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> he, was, he was a guy in the movie for like 30 fucking seconds. That's fine. <laughs> I just don't know what the rules are in the MCU, you know? So 
Well, the only reason is is because Falcon is actually a legitimate character, and there is a very strong chance he might end up being Captain America after you know Chris Evans leaves. Because you know he's going mm-hmm. to. And in the comics right now, the Falcon is Captain America. So it, it very well mm. could go that way. It could go either Falcon or uh, the Winter Soldier route. And I could see him going both routes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's just a bigger role. Him being in that movie for 30 seconds, I think, would be okay. okay. And they could just <laughs> watch it, you know, give him a different haircut and just act like it's different people. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They, they'd be able to get away with that. Is there anybody we're missing? I feel like there's somebody I'm sleeping on. Like, who are some other, like, I guess they don't have to be super young, but they don't have to be like 20s, but even some in their 30s. Are there any, is there some young actors? Donald Glover? That (laughs) That would be interesting. (laughs) I would say, I would say yes to that, but he's already ruling too much of the world and I can't give him anything else. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, that is true. He's just he's just dominating everything. I can't give him another thing. Like just let yeah. somebody else have something, Donald. Come on. Right. <laughs> and with that being said, if he was cast as Blade, I'd be totally down for it. He, that he would be awesome, I think. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he'd do an excellent job. So cool. So with that now, Justin, second part of that is what's a franchise you want to see get rebooted as far as TV shows go? Okay. You're gonna think I'm crazy probably for this one. And I don't know if anybody has touted for this or asked for this, but you know what might be interesting today? Golden Girls. Nice. Oh, that wow. would actually be interesting. <laughs> Nothing but silence. Oh, I was like, I was, is this bad silence or good silence? Are they, was their, were their minds blown? Or are they like, what the hell is he talking about? But, but when I think about it, think about this whole thing about millennials versus baby boomers versus imagine a Golden Girls show now with the commentary on modernized for today. So you've got older people trying to get used to the technology, trying to keep up with different things, stating their opinions on just the state of politics and things like that. You could have a lot of funny moments in there. You could have a lot of nice interactions in there. I think if you get the right writers and the right directors for the episodes, I really think you could have something that's gold, no pun intended, but you know, (laughs) it couldn't, it would, it couldn't exactly be like the older show. Well, in some ways it can, so you can pay homages and things like that. But I think that there is a definite, there's a fresh story to be told about the older person living in today and how and and how different things are and just um that story i think would be an interesting story that you could tell through the lens of that of these how many i'm trying to think of how many women it was um four right or five four or five i I can't remember i want to say five but 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 something like that today i think would be pretty neat um there's there's four of them just to say Oh, I thought it was five. Okay, I don't know why. No, no, no. Five. He just doesn't know the number. Because it's Dorothy, Blanche, Rose, and Sophia. Okay, okay. And as far as casting, man, I don't know where you begin with the casting. But, you know, but if you gave me some time, if if I thought about it long enough, I'm pretty sure you could cast some pretty talented veteran actresses in that. And 
it's, you know, and it's female. So I think right now with today's political climate and today's cinematic climate, I think there's a fit for something like this. But what do you guys think? I want to see that. I want to see that on Netflix. Yes. And I want to see mm-hmm. Meryl Streep in it. Yes. Dude. And Helen Yes. Hell, ooh, yeah. she, they would kill. They would mm-hmm. kill. I want, I want Meryl Streep. I want Meryl Streep to be Blanche. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I want, can see that. I want Helen Mirren to play Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then for Rose. Which one is Rose? Somebody, Rose was Betty White. Hmm. Um, who would we have for Rose based on current oh, people now? Betty White. <laughs> Fuck she's that. still She's still around. <laughs> no. Everybody needs to get mm. off Betty White's nuts. <laughs> Jane Fonda? <laughs> art. No. No? I okay. want to see. No, no, no. I'm going to say this, and this is going to be incredibly crazy considering I am who I am, but I'm going to say Goldie Hawn as Rose. Okay. Really? Okay. And then, and the reason why I said no to you on that, Heather, is because I want mm-hmm. them to be like the original Golden G- Girls, where uh, I can't remember her name, but the, the lady that played Sophia, uh, Dorothy's mom, was actually the youngest of all of them. They just kind I of made see. her look older. Mm-hmm. I want them to put essentially old person makeup on Jane Fonda <laughs> and have her be Sophia. Okay. Because I think right. she could be that right type of snarky. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be really nice. Okay. All okay. right. I can get behind I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But but what <laughs> do you think? I mean, but but what do you think? Doesn't, doesn't it have all the ingredients just about that, that that you need for a show like that for today. I mean, you you've got the commentary on the contrast of generations. You've got the female cast. It's a pre- predominantly female cast. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like it's just it, it, that would be perfect to do right now. Like like and then like you said, something like a Netflix. Totally, people would binge that on Netflix. I think. Okay. Well, it yeah. It's really funny that you mentioned that. Because Amy is a big fan of Golden Girls, and I'm literally staring at a at a Funko Pop of Dorothy from the Golden Girls right now that is down here in the <laughs> nice. basement, the little podcast setup. <laughs> and Amy is actually sitting here on the couch. She was she was smoking a cigarette when you brought that up, and I mentioned that to her, and she kind of geeked out a little bit because yeah. she is a diehard Golden Girls fan, and she even just did a little dance when I just said that, and she she is right there with you justin she would love to see some more girl, golden girls even if it was new people yeah yeah and imagine what you could do with it if you put them in 2018 i mean just imagine i mean there's just so much i feel like you could do with that but you know but but that was just something i was thinking about this when when we thought about it when we when you first presented the idea and i was like you know what that might work that might work well I mean, I'm I would be down for that. I mean, like I said, I would I would want Helen Mirren, though, as Dorothy. That's the only one I really care about is I want <laughs> Helen Mirren as Dorothy because yeah, you got to be Arthur on. It was my favorite and Helen Mirren's my favorite. So I want both my favorites to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. And Meryl Streep. I mean, how could you go wrong with that? And if those two actresses were in it, if 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 you said Golden Girls is coming back and Meryl Streep. And Helen Mirren are going to be in it. Dude, everybody would want to watch it. I mean. And that's why you do it on Netflix, because you could do 10 episodes. It could just be 10 episodes. Yeah. They don't have to do multiple seasons. Just do 10 episodes. 
and see and that what would happens. film for yeah. about as long as they would film a movie for. Yeah, and and just throw it out there, see what happens. Yeah, and you would get it, and they and they would make a ton of money. Netflix would make a ton of money. Everybody would make a ton of money, so everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll go next on this, and I'll start with my movie. So, a movie franchise that I would like to see a reboot of. And you're going to appreciate this, Justin, because this is actually something that's near and dear to your heart. Shoot. And they've technically already rebooted it once. And it was straight garbage, straight garbage, because this was at the time when they were like, oh, let's reboot these hard R things from the 80s and just make them PG-13. It'd be fantastic. And it wasn't. I want to see a RoboCop reboot. Ah, okay. Okay. That's a surprise cover from you, but I I think I know where you might go with this. Well, see, I'm, I'm, I I think oh, RoboCop in the 80s was shitty because they were limited with what they had. Mm-hmm. You know, their idea of what technology would be was shitty. Their ability with effects and making that suit was shitty. And, it, yeah. you know, now to his credit, you know, they they made it look fine for what it was. You know, they incorporated his limited movement into what, you know, the character was. Yeah. At the, and at the who time, the fuck yeah. is scared of a guy that moves at point zero two miles an hour. <laughs> I liked what they did with the, the character or the the character itself of RoboCop in the remake. I liked that suit. It fit more modern technology. You know, it worked as that type of thing. If I was a regular motherfucker stealing purses in Detroit, I'd be scared of that cop because he could catch me. And by RoboCop standards, that means he would just shoot me nine times. Yep. <laughs> so I would be scared of that. I want to see the version of RoboCop they kind of did. A few years ago, give it what it needs, though. Make it a hard R. Go like balls to the wall. Like, I think they should kind of do it like the 80s that like and like a Robert Rodriguez type of thing like that. Just camp violence and extreme shit with that style of RoboCop. Like, I want to combine the two. I want that sleek, modern RoboCop with crazy 80s over the top violence and just chaos. I get where you're going with that. Something that's a that that's self-aware. I could definitely see it working if it's campy on purpose. It's self-aware. It knows what it is, and it's just um cheesy and fun. I I, I think it could work as something like that. I think what happened with that newer one is that it tried to be too serious, and I think maybe. It lost kind of some of the campy magic of the original. So, yeah, well, it, I, I think oh, go it ahead. wanted to have its cake and eat it, too, is what it wanted to do. Yeah. It, yeah. it wanted you to carry your own fond memories of RoboCop into this movie and then not give you those. Mm-hmm. Yes. It wanted it yes. wanted you to have your own memories and it wanted to feed off those, even though it didn't justify it within itself. Very true. Very true. You know, but like I want him like stopping a robber by like blowing his head off with a shotgun or (laughs) you know like walking up on like a rapist and like punching him through the chest or something you know like what a robot could do yeah just that the pure insanity that they would have done in the 80s because they gave zero fucks about violence in the 80s and then like as he punches through his chest suddenly like there's like you hear the the sound of a like a camera shot like a camera click and then the front of the newspaper is his hand going through this guy's chest. And it's like hero RoboCop stops rapists. And it's like. Exactly. <laughs> they have to lean into it and talk about how it's awesome that he did it. Kind of yes. like in Starship Troopers. Whenever they're like, oh, we're killing all these bugs. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah. And then like go to, like I really wanted to do it kind of like Starship Troopers have like little vignettes like propaganda vignettes of like little kids saying thanks for killing that rapist RoboCop. And then all these like kids are like, yeah, while they're watching it, like watching him kill this rapist, like on a loop on YouTube or something. <laughs> yes. And like have little kids loving it. And like their parents are like, yeah, watch RoboCop murder someone. <laughs> like that's what it needs to be. It, it needs to be that campy of super propaganda. Everybody loving how that guy is a serial murderer. Like no matter what. Every crime that is committed in the vicinity of RoboCop gets the death penalty and everybody loves it. And just that. But like I said, with the sleeker, more modern RoboCop, have everything else be more modern, but just lean into all those terrible 80s sensibilities when it came to things like that and just roll with it. Yeah. 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 You know what? I I, I, I like this. I like this. I, I want to see. I want to see some people in the streets at all. I want to see people protesting in the streets. I want to see him maul them down with a minigun because they threw like a Molotov cocktail, you know, and they're like <laughs> just being like crazy rioters. And I want him to maul down a crowd of people with a minigun. <laughs> yes. And and then all the other people loving it. And they really should keep the Jesus allegory, too, because if you don't know, that's all RoboCop is, is a crazy Jesus allegory that's fueled by cocaine and violence. Yep. Yep, you're right, aren't you? Because he died and came back. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's not me coming up with it. That's the director saying that's what it is. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, to him, it was like a satirical um, take on, you know, like religion and Jesus. Like, what's his name? Uh, Paul uh, Rehoven or however the hell you pronounce his last name. He also directed uh, Starship Troopers. So that is another reason why I said that. I think he needs to be the one that comes back and does this. And because he's all about doing these weird satires of things and, you know, having him do this. And like I said, add elements of Starship Troopers, like with the propaganda vignettes and all this other stuff. I just think it'd be super cool, especially because you could add in the Internet. So he would be learning stuff as you go, as he goes. You know, they're like downloading shit to him. I think they could do a lot of fun things with that and then make it some comment about, you know, a modern police state or something like that, because. Because of his access to the internet, he realizes he's protecting a corrupt government and all this other crazy shit and just do the type of shit that, you know, that movie would lean itself into. And I think you could have a lot of fun and do some crazy things with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think and that would think be about cool. All the sequels you could get out of that, too. Yeah. I mean, it's ready made. And it's honestly, if they just do, if they give 50% more effort than they did for the the reboot, they already did for it. It's better than all but the first RoboCop movies already with just 50% more effort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bar is super low, kind of like it yep. was with this new Halloween movie. The bar is yeah. super low. Just do it. It pretty much is. I mean, because after the two and three and prom directives, oh God. Yeah. That, it, you know, it'd be nice for Robo to get. Don't, don't forget the TV series. Yeah. And the prom WCW direct. wrestling appearance. Oh, he saved Sting. Don't remind me. Oh, my. You could do it. You could do it again. But, you know, in Impact, you know, the WWE wouldn't do that. You do it on Impact. He could go save somebody from a cage in Impact. It would be hilarious if in that movie he saved a wrestler. <laughs> and like, it's kind of like, like that inside joke. Yeah, it's kind of like a callback to it. All right. Justin, That'd be no, hilarious. You just you just gave me a brilliant idea. Okay. So this scene, as a part of the government propaganda, 
to get more people to love RoboCop. He appears on wrestling and does the thing where he saves a wrestler from a cage. Uh, they remake that exact same thing, but use it as a form of propaganda to get people on his side. Like he saves a hero wrestler, kind of like what exactly what they did in WCW because they were promoting what, what wasn't it the third movie or the TV show or something like that when they did that. They were doing the promotion for one of those things. And that was what it was meant to be as a promotional idea. Do that, but do it in the movie. Yes. And uh, honestly, how perfect would Lucha Underground be for something like that? I mean, sign me up right now. I mean, honestly, like how perfect would Lucha Underground be for that? And it'd probably be a lot easier to get them to agree to something like that than it would WWE or something like that. Just because, you know, I just feel like yes I'm no. pretty sure it would it might cost less money. It might be a little easier. Oh, you don't think so? Justin, how many Marine movies have they made? Uh, 14,000. Exactly. That means if, <laughs> if WWE would just appear in that one scene and allow them to do that in that scene, that would mean WWE could help produce the movie and make some money. They would do yeah, that. Yeah, that's heartbeat. true. Yeah, you're right. Vince would jump at that. He Vince McMahon would jump at the opportunity. It would be him saving that. John Cena or some shit like that. Yep. You're right. Yes, you're right about that. Yeah, you're right. But it totally fits with Lucha Underground. Man, Lucha it Underground. Does. I like he could that do that. He could do that. RoboCop could come to Lucha Underground next week, and it would just be totally fine. Oh, yeah. I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. as, as shitty as it was <laughs> when WCW did it, because they did it in a serious way. Like, they were yes. actually trying to be somewhat serious about it. You know, they were like, oh, my God, RoboCop just saved Sting. Yeah, they were like, yeah, those announcers try to be all serious about it. But I could totally see that in Lucha Underground. I mean, it would be as simple as two people having a conversation and one of the guys being like, man, what are you going to do? Call RoboCop? Like, it could just be them making a joke. And then and then the guy's like, and the guy walks away who soon made the joke. And then the other guy's like, Hmm, you know, he does that aha kind of face. And then the next thing you know, he can then he shows up with Robocop. Like it could be, I mean, that is the kind of stuff they do on that show. And it's perfectly well, acceptable. Or when they do those like little backstage vignettes, you know, of like yeah. things happening behind the scenes and stuff like that. And, you know, like to the, further the storyline on, they could have some like random wrestler committing a crime and Robocop just shoot him in the fucking head in the back. And that would totally yeah. fit in what they do. Yes. Yes. And he could just say something like crime <laughs> does not pay and just keep walking. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yep. Now, who would you who would you cast as Robocop? I was thinking about that. Oh, man. I'm trying to think about the actor who played Robocop in the original movies. And I'm trying to think of is there anybody that kind of reminds me of that or embodies that same sort of this would be kind of a campier more self-aware version so you don't necessarily need a guy who's big or anything like that you need somebody who's got that comedic timing you know i feel like like somebody who'd be good because robocop would be super serious but there'd have to be these funny moments where he's being all cop like, you know, he's being a super serious robot cop and it just totally doesn't fit. So you need a guy who kind of has that comedic timing, but still somebody you respect as a badass. I'm trying to think 
I've got two people in mind that would fit oh. some of the criteria you have. Hmm. One of Go them, to me, would be Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he definitely can, he funny. Can, and he can do some of that earnest stuff that would be funny to other people, but to him it's not, which would kind of be what RoboCop is. Like, yes. if you think of the first Thor movie, everything he did that was like in that kind of Nordic speak and that, you know, <laughs> yeah. fish out of water stuff. To him, it was earnest, but to everybody else, it was weird. <laughs> That's true. So it would, it would kind of fit that element of it. True, true. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, he does fit that element. He does. I can see that. Yeah. Now, another one is it's someone I said earlier, but I was kind of inspired for it after I said it would be John Cena. I was literally going to say him. That's really funny. Yeah. He could do it, huh? He sure could. Because he's because got that all-American look. He's got that. Like, yeah, he's right, got after, that right after he stopped being like the, the master of thugonomics, <laughs> it was kind of doing that whole like, I love America and good old boys and Marine shit. Mm-hmm. So that's where the earnestness would come in. Yes. Because you know he could do that because that was that role. That was that whenever he was that face, he was that type of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you add into the fact that he does have good comedic timing. He is funny. He yeah. Yes, he is funny. And I think he could do it. Yeah. Actually, Sterling, I think he's perfect. He would be perfect. Because I was going to say him too, actually. Yeah. You heard it here first. John Cena, the new Robocop. Or even John Cena, his more charismatic Cena, older brother. I, <laughs> yes. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. I think that's, I think that's fine because I think I pronounced his name in the British way earlier because I think I said John Cena. <laughs> um, whenever I, whenever I, I, I mentioned was... him being saved in wrestling. <laughs> I thought it was Kena for the for the longest time because I had heard about him and just had seen articles on him and stuff, but I hadn't heard his name announced. Like I was kind of late on John Cena because that was kind of a period where I wasn't watching a lot of wrestling was when he really rose to prominence on SmackDown. So for the longest time, I was like, Kena, hmm, that's an interesting name, John Kena. And I don't even know why I thought that was how you said it, but. The Cena, that just sounded, I just didn't think that when I first read well, it. What do you think about RoboCop? Or, I'm sorry, not RoboCop. What do you think about Channing Tatum for RoboCop? That's another one. I was just, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say maybe really? him. But yeah, yes, but no. Sorry. But yes, I, I agree. <laughs> no, but that's cool. Yeah, but he's another one. He's got that, like, he's got the jaw structure, the mouth. Uh, he has that all-American kind of white boy look he's another one that i think could do it and and we've seen him we know he can be funny we know he can act he could do some of the heavier scenes where robocop is all like man my wife and all that stuff you know like channing tatum could do it i think i think he could he'd be a good candidate too well also based off what you just said i mean you can't drop the ball and not say chris evans now yeah Mm -hmm. he's another one yep He's another one. I mean, pretty much anybody that's just a semi-good actor that looks like your atypical all-American <laughs> could probably. Yeah. Even though Chris is Australian. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm down for Ben. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up now for Ben because his jaw alone. <laughs> and that RoboCop suit with his jaw? Damn. Come on. That shit would be motherfucking yeah, unfair. His jaw? You put his jaw in that RoboCop suit, <laughs> that'd be unfair to the world. Yeah, his, yeah. Because, I mean, act. come on, He's man. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, though, you could even, like, throw Brad Pitt in there, even though he is older now. Brad Pitt could do it. I mean, just anybody that's an all-American 
What about Mark look. Wahlberg? What do you think? Do you think he could yeah, do Mark it? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Okay, yeah, he could yeah. do it. I mean, I think mm-hmm. our first ones are a little bit more inspired. Yes, they are yeah. some bigger stars now, but I think they would bring more fun to the roles, you know? Yeah. So I think we should we should stick with the John Cena or the Chris Hemsworth or the uh, Channing Tatum. I think they would bring the most fun to the roles. Yeah. Yeah. But Chris yeah. Evans, Ben Affleck, uh, Brad Pitt. Um, I mean, fuck it. Paul Rudd. Throw him in there. I mean, any of those guys could do it. Yeah. But and I was going to I was I mean, actually say, like, Pratt. do you? Yeah. I was going to say, do you want to go the opposite of that? And maybe somebody not as like, because when I think about Alex Murphy, he wasn't like this big jacked up. He kind of just looked like, I don't know. I, I mean, looking at him, I mean, definitely the jaw structure in the face, but he was built kind of like your just average guy. You know what I well, mean? He didn't. He, have you ever seen Chris Hemsworth between Thor movies, though? He's yeah. very slim. He yeah, slims down true. when he doesn't. Like, if you look at him, like in uh, Ghostbusters, he, he slims down a lot when he's not yeah. Thor. Because he bulks up for Thor. But other than that, he's actually relatively lean and kind of, you know, thinner. Uh, so that version that of him true. would be good. But um, I was going to say, what about like a Ryan Gosling or a Ryan Reynolds? Like, I love both of them, but I'm tired of seeing their faces right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and it's Give nothing against them. But like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and we say that after we just said Chris Hemsworth, John Cena and, and yeah. Channing Tatum. <laughs> Uh, true, <laughs> talking about true. we need to give other people chances um i mean fuck it we might as well throw what jason statham in there too while we're at it i mean it's just i mean just yeah. any, i mean it's just one of those things that like i would really want it i mean honestly i think a better way to go might be somebody that's good but maybe hasn't been in a lot yet kind of maybe go for like a lesser known name Hmm. Um, okay. What about that Justin Hartley guy? Justin Hartley, yes. I I would sign up for that. Yeah, I uh, could see that. Justin, you would know him as Green Arrow off Smallville. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's in This Is Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember mm-hmm. him. Th- yeah, This Is Us. I was about to say. Okay. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. 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 Yes, I like that one. Or fuck it. Why not? Let's let's go like a slightly different route. Let's change it up a little bit. We mentioned this guy earlier and, you know, he might be disqualified from playing Blade because of his other Marvel movies. Let's say Sterling K. Brown. Okay. Yeah, I could see that, too. Actually, speaking of Smallville, what about Tom Welling? (laughs) He's got the jawline for it. That's all I know. (laughs) The thing is, is he is a little bit too robotic. And I love the guy. I love him. I loved him in Smallville and I loved him in Lucifer. But I don't think he has the comedic timing. I really don't. I don't think he has that element. And he might. I've just never seen it. Right. I've mainly seen him playing semi-serious teenagers or young adults or semi-serious police lieutenants and things like that. I've never really seen him do anything comedic. He might have it in him, but I've never seen it. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So um, I'll go. I, I need to go into my TV show now. So a TV show that I would like to see get rebooted for a more modern take on things. And if you don't see this coming, you haven't been listening. No, it's not The Wire, because I know that was your first thought, because it's me. No. Yep, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. I want to see The X-Files get rebooted now. Nice. Okay. Ah. ah. I want to see a, a, young, a young new Fox Mulder. I want to see a new young Dr. Dana Scully. I want to see modern takes on all this. You know, updated okay. a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
I want them to have some roles, though. Uh, I want to see David Duchovny in it. You know, he sure. could be uh, Deputy Director Skinner or something. Uh, or he could be the cigarette smoking man in this new version of it. Definitely. Um, I don't want it completely modern, though. I don't want the cigarette smoking man to vape because fuck that shit. I want that fucker to smoke <laughs> cigarettes still. Morley's because they have to be Morley's. Um, no, I, w- I just want a modern take on the X-Files. I, I absolutely love the new seasons they've done of the X-Files where they have modernized it a little bit and they've done some things with that. Um, but I want to just see it start over with it. I want just new people. They have to be named Mulder and Scully, though. Fuck anything else. I don't want new names. I want new takes on these characters, but I want the same characters to be there. You know, not necessarily the same actors. I'm not saying that. I want the same characters there, though. I just want new, modern, fresh takes on the same characters doing modern, fresh cases and things like that. Okay. Especially nowadays, because nowadays, conspiracy theories to some people legitimately are truth. Mm -hmm. And I want to see them talk about that. I want to see them talk about these lizard people that people think are fucking real. You know, I want to see them talk about the Illuminati. Um, they, I don't necessarily need them to do the alien mythos part of it, but maybe do a modern version of that where there really is an Illuminati or there really is lizard people or something like that. But they're also discounted as jokes. You know, uh, I want them, you know, things, something like that. Yeah. They don't have to do the aliens and the alien hybrids. And these aliens are colonizing the earth slowly and our government's a part of it. And there's this evil syndicate behind everything. And there's this black oily goo that if it gets in you, you kind of eventually will become an alien. Uh, when it bursts from you and that there's bees that can infect you with aliens and all kinds of shit like that. There's a lot of shit to get into with it. There's also faceless <laughs> alien bounty hunters. Um, there's all kinds of things we could get into. There's multiple different types of aliens. You also get your traditional gray, big headed, black eyed aliens. And then you get these weird, scary aliens that can like destroy you and eat your like, like it's crazy. Um, they're kind of all over the place with their aliens is what I'm saying. But I just, I just want to see a modern, fresh take. I want them to take on some of these newer things. I want them to talk about, um, you know, they were very big on some social commentary back in the day, but they always kind of surrounded it with government conspiracies about aliens and, and, and things like that. Do it now with the Illuminati. Do it now with lizard people. Do it now with the Denver airport and the fact that there's tunnels underneath that people can't possibly think it's used for baggage or anything like that. Like, lean into that, you know. And and I think they should attack both sides. I mean, I think there should be a, a philanthropist billionaire Democrat that's actually secretly funding uh, riots all across the world to uh, spread anti-fascism, but in a nefarious way, uh, uh, which would be a take hmm. on the George Soros character and things like that. Um, huh. You know, just things like that. I just think it'd be fun to do that, you know, or have it, you know. You know, you could even have it be a part of it where, you know, it comes out that aliens are real, like or the, the government knew about aliens or something like that and have that be an Internet leak. And they're they're tasked with like tracking down the validity of it or tracking down who did it. And Mulder's at this crossroads because he knows this is the truth. But at the same time, he knows he has to help cover up this conspiracy for the sake of everybody. Things like that, like Ooh, just freshen yeah. it up. Mm, yeah. You know, who the hell would and, you cast in this? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think you can right now. I don't think you can. I want it to be newer people, which is what it was. Okay. David Duchovny okay. had been in a couple of things like he had been in Red Shoe Diaries, you know, and stuff like that. But ultimately, no. And he had been on uh, Twin Peaks, you know. Mm. Um, no, I want it. I want it to be no names. I want it to be new people that I don't even know who yet. That's what I want. I want it to be people mm. I don't even know yet. Mm. I just think okay. it'd be so fun, especially now 
like if you take with the way things are going with you know with like Justin was saying like modernizing it and with you know like female empowerment and and while scully was a very strong character sometimes but sometimes they did kind of write her into this weird little damsel in distress rut mm-hmm. and you can flip the script on that have yeah. scully yeah. just be a complete badass i mean fuck yeah. it have Mulder be a, a woman have dr scully be a man and have mm. you know the female Mulder saving the fuck out of out of scully's ass every week Ooh, <laughs> right I, I like that that would be cool i mean i like that part i don't care like i said you can flip either one of those i just want it to be i want there to be a dr scully i i know i said diana scully earlier no i'll switch that it can be a dr dan scully that's fine it just needs to be a dr scully and agent Mulder. you can flip the genders however you want i don't care okay that might be you cool. know i just think i just think that'd be fun i just think that'd be a super fun way of doing it and and it just like i said i i think that right now especially and i think these the series, the seasons 10 and 11, those little mini seasons they did of it, where they did modernize it, I think really showed how X-Files can still fit in now. And I want to see more yeah. of that just updated, make it brand new and shiny. Give it that new show smell. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, Heather, your turn. Movie. Go. Okay. So this might be a little bit out of, out of nowhere, but I would say for reboot, uh, franchise reboot. I would not mind seeing a speed reboot and doing the second movie right. <laughs> but I would say I, I could I, I could stand to see speed rebooted because I remember when I was younger, that was like a really big deal movie. Like it was a big popular, I guess you would call it action movie. And it was good. I mean, there it wasn't like a mm-hmm. complex story necessarily, but it was just an enjoyable movie to watch. You know, it was a lot of um suspense and you know it was it was a good movie so i could i could stand to see that rebooted for sure and and with that honestly you can cast you can cast keanu and and sandra in it again because they really don't look any different at this point so yeah (laughs) they can just do it again it's very true although i did think like if they if they had to do the younger you know casting um i could i could picture for keanu reeves's character i could see maybe a zach efron doing that role or Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. I could see either one of them doing okay in that role. I like I like I like the first one though. I like Zach mm. in that role. Yeah. Right? I do like he's, Zach he's so good. He could totally do that. I think. Yeah. And so who plays Sandy's character? See, I think I think Elizabeth Olsen would be good for that cuz I like her. I think she's good. I think she could do the, you know, like panic mode thing really well. Um or even Alexandria Daddario. I honestly, I don't know why, but her name came to mind when I was thinking of that role. That's exactly. She could do it. That's exactly who I was about to say. Really? And their chemistry, um, Zac Efron and Alexandria Alexandria Daddario, they have really good chemistry together. Good dynamic, you know. So I think that that would be a really good match for a reboot. And I would, I would actually like to see that chemistry in a good movie. <laughs> right, exactly. That is a, a good point. For anybody, that, and this could be it. For anybody that doesn't know, they were in Baywatch together. Uh, mm-hmm. So yes, they they speculation do speculation that they're great, dating. Great. I don't know if they are, but that would be cute if they were. So oh, I'd that'd be unfair. That. Their babies yeah. would be the sexiest fucking things alive. Like it just <laughs> the world couldn't handle that, honestly. But I'm behind it because it works. <laughs> that baby would have like ridiculous eyes. That's all I know. 
but yes. So I would oh. like to see that. I mean, I like the story of Speed. I think it's good. Obviously, you can make it a little bit more complex and do a lot more with it now. But um, or, you know, modernize it, even if it's not a bus or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's an Uber. <laughs> like, who knows? You know, but you could like it, it would just be a good story. And um, it wouldn't be as fun if it was Uber because it'd be like two people and nothing else. But, you know, it, it would just be a fun one to see redone. Yeah, I, that's interesting that that did not come to mind. But now that you say it, yeah, and you could do some interesting things with it. You you could you could. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Not opposed. And if to they that. did the second one right, you know, <laughs> that'd be even yeah. better. Did they do a third one, or was there only two? I can't even remember at this point. But there was only could, two. Okay. See, I mean, yeah. you know, if they did the second one right, you know, they could even do a third one with that cast. I mean, you know, and still have Keanu Reeves in it somewhere because he's Keanu Reeves. So you know. Ooh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves needs to play the Dennis Hopper character. Oh, that would be interesting. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I yeah, I think I could get behind that. Yeah, man. Yeah, that would be interesting. Now, I actually have an idea for the director of this movie. It's between two directors. Mm-hmm. I would say Justin Lin, who directed Fast and the Furious as five and six in Star mm-hmm. Trek Beyond. Um, he's just a very good action director. Uh, yes, I, I okay. loved his. I loved his Fast and the Furious movies. He also did Fast and the Furious four and Tokyo Drift. I'm not forgetting any of that. Those. First two kind of sucked a little bit, but he really hit his stride in five and six. I think the way he handled Star Trek Beyond was fantastic. I think he could handle those movies. He's also directing Fast and the Furious's nine and ten, if I'm remembering correctly. He did not direct eight, but he did direct nine. Or he's going to direct nine and possibly ten. Okay. So I'm really behind yeah. all those. Okay. Or what's his name? James Wan, who did direct Ooh, Saw yeah. and all those movies. But he also directed Fast and Furious 7. Mm-hmm. He also, and I'm basing a lot of this on that. Fast and Furious. He directed seven. Yes. Um, I'm basing a lot of this on Fast and Furious movies because I think that's the model you need to, you need to follow. You need that's to follow fair. one of those Fast and Furious models. Of I agree bonkers. with that. He, he's also directing the Aquaman movie. That's James Wan. He's directing Aquaman. Oh, nice. So the reason why I'm saying that is because the first movie doesn't need to be bonkers completely. The plot itself is already bonkers enough where it needs to go bonkers is when they do remake Cruise Control. Yes, put it on a boat, <laughs> but holy fuck, up the insanity. Like, they were just yeah. a little too, I don't want to say laid back, but they were just kind of a little too serious. It was taking itself way too seriously. You're on a boat yeah. that can't stop. Yeah. Make it insane. Like, yeah. That's true. Make it fucking ape shit. You know, like, I don't know. Like, just do something like up the fucking ante, like make it like it's going to like crash into the fucking like New York City or some shit, like not some random villain Italy or whatever, like make it seem like it's going to do utter destruction. I don't know. Make a fucking (laughs) nuclear bomb be on it somehow. Like they were actually secretly transporting a nuclear bomb. (laughs) I don't know. Something just make it apeshit insane. Mm hmm. Yeah, just go balls to the wall, like full throttle. Just say fuck it and make it the craziest movie you've ever watched in your life. Yeah, I can get behind <laughs> yeah. that, and I for think sure. that would make it better. Yeah, yeah, that's a good lineup. They should really do this. I support the Speed franchise reboot with Zac Efron, Alexandria Daddario, and James Wan. Let's do it. That would be amazing. With Keanu Reeves as the Dennis Hopper character. Yes, of course. We cannot yeah. forget Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, we will never forget you. <laughs> yeah, I just think I just think that'd be super fun if they just, you know, 
like I said, just make it even crazier. I mean, fuck it. Make it where the bomb, like the bus when it's driving, instead of it just blows up or something, have it have a nuclear bomb on it too. Fuck it. Everything needs <laughs> nuclear bombs now. <laughs> right. Just something. Have it be like a prototype type, like nuclear powered bus. So when it does explode, it can destroy like half, like half the city or something. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. I'm going crazy. But that's what these <laughs> movies need. They, they need to be crazy. Yes. I just, I, I agree you with know, that. I just, just, especially like, you know, like a James Wan or a Justin Lin, they know how to do that vehicle action. Yeah. You know, they, they yeah. they've proven they know how to do crazy vehicle action. And that's what these movies need. They need crazy vehicle actions because that's what they're built around. So I think lean into it and just do their thing. I think it'd be great. Yes. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That'll work. That'll work. All right, Heather, what about TV show? Well, for my TV show, it's nothing out of the ordinary because everybody talks about wanting it to be back. Um, I would say friends, honestly, but I don't necessarily want to like reboot the whole thing brand new. I just want to make it in the modern age because it was set in the 90s and it was, you know, the scenarios and everything going on was really funny. But I just think it would be it would be funny to see it in like in the modern age, like when people can be on Twitter and Facebook and the online dating aspect of things and just like, you know, doing life as 20 and 30 something year olds. But in today's age, that's what I would want to see rebooted because I think they could do a lot of funny things with that. So, um, I mean, and you can do, you know, new people, younger cast. I just, because that show's so classic to me, I feel like the people who play the characters are all so perfect that it'd be hard to really beat them if you had to recast. But I mean, I think people could do it. I just think that it would it would be hard to live up to a reboot of the whole thing as opposed to just doing a reboot of the time period and just making it a more modern version of it, if that makes sense. No, I get that. I think just if you do the concept now, you know, like yes. the six friends you know, living in the same area and all this other stuff. And, you know, you yeah. can even modernize it and have it be like, you know, millennial people. And they're like, I can't get a job and all this other shit right. that, you know, people in our generation have to actually deal with, you know, mm -hmm. and they can't buy a yeah. house because it's too expensive. And, mm -hmm. you know, they eat avocado toast because apparently that's a thing our generation does, even though I've never actually eaten avocado toast. Yeah. But, nope. you know, I've heard it's good. Mm hmm. Yeah, but, you know, just things like that. Like, I I say lean into it. I say lean into them being one hundred percent millennials. But yeah. then I think that would also be a good, be good way of showcasing, in a very funny way, some of the legitimate concerns and plights that millennials do have now. Hmm. Like some of the real yeah. challenges and issues that millennials as a generation have. Mm -hmm. I think you could lean into that with a slightly comedic spin. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, you got to have like the interesting like hipster character you know you got to have the the really like high fashion person kind of like they do in the old one but just yeah millennials newer newer aged people you know so i i think that that could be really funny i agree i just it would be hard because the casting in the original was so perfect that you would really have to find like the top-notch people for the new roles and maybe it would need to be people that are new up and coming like you said with x-files where it's like people that aren't really well known yet, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think that that would be really good. Well, I mean, that's, and that's what friends was back in the day. Like a lot of them had done right. small things, but none of them had really done anything of consequence at that point. For sure. So, yeah. you and know, a lot of them, I not much that, after that, that was <laughs> much bigger, but yes. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I do, I do. I think that's something they could really lean into. And 
You know, and like when I'm talking about like leaning into like what what millennials are dealing with, I mean, that's exactly what the show did back then. Exactly. You know, like 20 somethings in the 90s, those were the type of issues they were dealing with. A lot of them weren't getting, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you first started having people not having, you know, like kind of putting having families and kids off to, you know, have a career. That's when yeah. all that kind of started a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. they also kind of showcased the whole like, what do you do when you're out on your own and you're kind of away from your family? Like you end up making a family of your friends. Like you end up having that group right. and everything, mm-hmm. you know, and how many people now do you yeah. know that have like Friendsgivings instead of having like Thanksgiving with their families, mm-hmm. they have Friendsgiving. Yeah. Or maybe not even as a replacement, they might do Thanksgiving with their families, but then also do a Friendsgiving and stuff like that. That is a very much a part of our cultural zeitgeist now in our generation and stuff like that, that, were the early developments of a lot of that stuff was in the era of friends. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, it really would just be a slight shift into it, into where, where it was the beginnings of a lot of that stuff. Then now it very much is a part of our culture. A lot of people are not getting married uh, early They're You know, they're waiting, they're making sure their careers are set. A lot of people are putting off having kids. A lot of people aren't even having kids anymore. You know, mm-hmm. that's a very real thing that people do now. And, you know, at being one of them and, you know, things like that. I think that's a really cool thing that you could do is you could just, you wouldn't have to tweak the formula. All you would have to do is update it. Exactly. Yeah. The formula would still work though. And also let's get a little diversity in the cast. Cause that's God, exactly that was just like what watching I was a snow white screen. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what I was going to say yeah. also is like, you know, switch up a little bit of the, <laughs> the, the casting variety for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they had like a, technically a, a series regular maybe in this, the last season when Aisha Tyler came in for a handful of episodes but that was like the really the only diversity in <laughs> in ethnicities that they had in that show but you know in the 90s that was not all that uncommon you know what I mean um, yeah it was but yeah I think these days it's like everything is that and you, if you wanted to still make it irrelevant and show and a show that people related to, you would have to update it in that way. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, because I mean, I even, you know, even watching it now, and I, I think that even people that are younger that hear about Friends, they start watching it because you know it's on Netflix or whatever, and they watch it now at their age and they still think it's funny. I know so many people in, you know, the millennial age that just, they love it. They still think it's funny. So thinking about how, if you update that with more current scenarios and whatever that it, I mean, it would be even more something that they would watch because it's them at the current time, you know, and um, all of the characters really there, there's so many of those characters that really you just need to update a little bit of them, but the character themselves, you know, you have the sarcastic one, you have the, the spoiled one, you have the, the, you know, overly aggressive one and the, you know, the ladies man and the hippie and the eccentric one, you know, so you have those characters that would still be relevant in like a newer version of it, you know? So it's, it's just cool to see that there, you know, like you said, the formula could just stay the same and even the type of characters really just could say the same except just some a little bit of a modern update on that but i just think it would still be a very good show that people would um relate to still you know i think if people could get past the initial like oh but the original was so good so you know it'd be weird to remake it because i know that that's probably what a lot of people would say 
But, um, but, you know, like you said, if you stick with the same formula and the amount of talent in younger people these days that we see on TV shows and movies, I mean, they could find people that would be perfect for it. So I think it could work really well. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. And I think you guys pretty much said it all, but and definitely some diversity in there. I think that would be great. <laughs> even some even even some stuff on like different sexual orientations and stuff. You could probably I don't know if you need a character that's like that, but I think it should definitely be something that some of the characters have to deal with. You know, you could talk about some of those issues. You could throw some political stuff in there. You could throw some. I mean, there's a lot of great avenues you could take with youth of today and throw it in that. And I think if you did it in a smart and funny way, um, you know, you don't want to be preachy about things all the time. But I think you could come up with some smart, funny ways to do things and it would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think um, I read something that Chandler's character in the original show, he was actually initially written as a gay character and they changed it up for whatever reason. And then they decided, you know, to marry him off to one of the other characters. But I think initially he was supposed to be a gay character. And so you hear a lot of references alluded throughout the show of just kind of like, you know, poking at, you know, or like making him a lot more feminine and that kind of thing because of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you make it more modern, then probably maybe not that character, but one of the characters probably would uh, need to be a gay character because that's, I mean, it's, it's just in people's world and it is more modern and it is more in the culture. So that's probably an update yeah. that would have to happen. You know what I mean? Because you see mm-hmm. in pretty much almost every show, nowadays too that that's an update that they've made as well you know so so yeah i I totally see what you mean with that yeah Mm -hmm. and and i think the good thing about this though is if they did update it and they did diversify the cast and in the multiple ways that you know you guys have talked about it wouldn't actually need to be forced and it shouldn't feel forced at all because the thing is is if you look at people in our generation and a lot of us for the most part now have a more diverse group of friends than previous generations you yeah know, for sure where they were where they were gen xers in 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 friends like our generation tends to be more diverse with you know our friend groups and things like that and i think that that's where it would not be forced and it would not be done for the sake of diversity it'd be done for the sake of authenticity you know true if you look true. at yeah if you look at people our age it's just it for it to be truly authentic and to truly capture you know that you know, the culture that we have now for our generation and to truly encapsulate that into a TV show, it would just need to be diverse yeah. because it has to be because, you know, we need diversity. No, just because that's the way it is. Right. You know, it would, you know, just for it to truly, you know, encapsulate that it would just need that diversity because yeah, that's the way, that's the way it is now, you know? Yep. For sure. So do you guys actually want to go to on to one of these other topics or do you want to save them? I mean, we we can uh, just because, I mean, we have so many other things planned ahead for it. We could just go a little bit faster through them, but it's up to you guys. Yeah, no, we can. What do we have? I mean, we have? Good. I'm trying to think. What do we have? Uh, what do we have? We technically have a an sequel extra sequel, remake. sequel, sequel slash season to another show. So it'd be another two parter. We can go a little quicker through that. We don't necessarily have to go into casting of these things because technically the casting would be just what we already right. have. And then and then a remake. 
of just a movie because you can't necessarily remake a TV show that's a reboot. Right. So, you know, reboot remakes would just be movies. So we essentially have three more points each and we can go a little quicker because we wouldn't have to talk about casting. Yeah, I'm good with it if you guys are. Sure, sure. We can give it a go. All right. So now to the next part. What's a sequel you want to see to an established movie or movie franchise? Justin, we'll start with you. Dang it. Give me one quick second. <laughs> I'm excited about the remake question because I have a, I think I have a reason for that. Do you, want us, Let me, do you want us to go in reverse order on this one? We'll start with Heather yeah, and then we'll yeah, go, go me. Yeah, go, yeah okay. come back to me. I'm, I'm thinking. Come back to me. All right. <laughs> Heather, what is a sequel to a movie or movie franchise that you would like to see? See, this one was hard because there's one to a franchise and there's one to just a movie that I would like to see. Um, I'm going to start with my franchise that I'd like to see another sequel to would be Dark Knight Rises. I think if they did one on Robin, um, because at the end of Dark Knight Rises, how they kind of talked a little bit about, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character being Robin. Um, I think that that would have be an excellent movie. Honestly, I think that would be a really great movie and a great you know, addition to that franchise of movies. So I think that would be really cool. And I would love to see that. And I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be an amazing Robin, you know, and they could do if they if they do for that, what they did with the rest of the Batman, you know, Dark Knight um, franchise of movies, then I think that it would just be an excellent movie. Man, you uh, you really struck a chord with me there because Uh for all the flaws that Dark Knight Rises has. I think actually most of them are forgivable. I think for the most part, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises was a great movie to me. My yeah. problems were at the end of the movie uh, when Bruce Wayne, you know, fakes his death and moves to right. France. And <laughs> yeah, that, I, that pissed me off. That I'm was like, interesting. Yeah, Batman yeah. would never do that. <laughs> Batman, Batman would die before he would quit being Give up Batman. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My other yeah. problem was. Is the fact that they shoehorned Joseph Gordon-Levitt into being fucking Robin. Fuck that. Fuck that line. Really? Fuck that little story thread. Fuck that Easter egg. He can just be his own character. He did not have to be named Robin. Fuck that noise. That made me irate. I, I get that. But also, like, since they did plant that seed, run with it. You know what I mean? Because that casting already with just him alone would be amazing. So, I mean, and even if it is just like a spinoff of it, not necessarily carrying on the story itself, but just even a spinoff of it just being its own Robin movie. Like, I I think that that could actually be really good, just depending on how they did it. But I, I see your point with it, but they did, you know, they planted that seed already. So what are you going to do? Right. So run with it. That's what I think. I don't know. I see. I say do like they used to back in the day and do slash and burn farming, where even though they plant the seed, burn the whole field down now. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I think it could be really good. But the one that I was going to say really quick for just my movie sequel, um, The Fifth Element. I think that was a great movie. I think there's so much you could do with it if you did a sequel to it. Um I think that that would be just probably one of the better action movies you would be able to see these days if they did a, a, a sequel to The Fifth Element and just kind of carried on the story from the first one. Um, it has such a following, like a, a very specific following of people that love that type of movie. I wouldn't say I'm just like, you know, like a hardcore, you know, Fifth Element like geek about it. But I do think that movie was a really well done movie and just, you know, nowadays doing it more currently like the sequel to it even better action and effects and all of that and i think it would be really cool 
So, well, maybe you should have led with that one because I have no problems with that. (laughs) Well, you know, that's solid. It was hard. It was. It was hard because I really, I think both of those I think would be good, but, um, but yes. So that would be my, my movie choices. We're doing a TV one as well, right? Yes. So what's a TV show you would like to get another season of? Man, there's so many. Um, <laughs> okay. So I think what I would like another season of is, um, oh, that's tough. I think I'm going to go with, um, you know, I think, okay, so there's this show that it's probably not super well known, but it's a show called Joan of Arcadia. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it was a show back in like the early 2000s. It had, um, oh, what's the guy's name from Criminal Minds? The um, Rossi. What is his name? Joe something. Joe Montagna, I think is his name. Is that his name? Something like that. Something like Magellanera that. Magellanera or something. Yeah, so he is um, one of the lead characters in that show. Um, it's it's just basically it's about like a young girl who ends up like <laughs> seeing different seeing God in different versions, like different people. Like he's pretty much an everyday person to her, and every day he comes to her in different forms of people, and like pushes her to kind of challenge herself and do these obstacles and things like that. And it was very well done. But the end of it ended after two seasons, and they were getting into the really good stuff of like, oh, the devil is also somebody that she sees now, and so it was going to be that battle of good and evil that they were about to get into that you could tell at the very end of the second season, and they never got a third season, and I think that it was just going to be leading up to a really cool like you know good versus evil battle in the modern day, and it would have been really cool to see if they had done a third season of that, how that would have turned out. So I'm kind of bummed out they didn't. It, I think it just wasn't a very well-known show, but it was very well done. And um, oh, what is her name? The Amber something um, is the, the main girl from it. And she was just so good as like that snarky, you know, moody teenager that was just kind of like, you know, doesn't want to believe that that is what's happening and just really wants to just be doubtful that that's what's going on. Um, and it, yeah, so it's it's just a very well done show, but it just, I don't think a lot of people really ever saw it. So it didn't get a lot of, um, you know, viewers and all of that. But I think the second, the second season was really leading into something really good. And um, if it had had a third season, so I would have given that one a third season. And that was Amber Tamblin. Amber Tamblin. That's right. Yes. She was very good in that. So, yeah. Well, I wish I could say something about that, but I've never seen that show. So. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. Let's go yeah, with that. Me neither. I haven't said. seen much of it. Yeah. So we're going and Mary Steenburgen is the your mom. Opinion. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So for me, a movie franchise that I would like to get a sequel of that, unfortunately, we would kind of need a uh, a time machine to get would be, I want a sequel to the Adams Family franchise that was started in the 90s hmm. with, okay. Uh, okay. you know, the, with uh, Angela, uh, oh, I can't think of her, her name, Angela Houston. Angelica Houston. Yes, Angelica Houston. Dear God, I was way off. Uh, and and Raul Julia and... Uh, Oh, Little Wednesday Adams that everybody loves. Um, Christina Ritchie. God, yeah. Why can't I remember anything right now? Uh, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd as uh, Uncle Fester. I want I want a third movie to that. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. we never got it because Raul Julia died. 
died. And technically, they did make a sequel to it. They did make a three, but it went straight to DVD. But no, I want to see it with those characters. I want just that third movie, just to give it that good three movies, especially after Adam's Family Values, because it's one of those those sequels that truly was better than the first one. And yeah, I think the first true. one's great. I love the first Adam's Family movie with that whole like, is it Fester? Is it not Fester thing? I loved what they did that. But Adam's Family Values is a whole other level of awesomeness. Yeah, it's like, pretty great. They took everything you love about the first movie and amped it up. And what's her name? Uh, Joan Cusack in Adam's Family Values. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Probably one of my favorite performances of all time. I loved her as Debbie. And I know she wouldn't be in the third one, but I'm just saying in general, I would love to see a third one to that. I want to see little little baby pubert growing up a little, be like maybe a little <laughs> toddler pubert at that point. You know, I just it's just one of those franchises. I love those movies and I would have loved to, to see a third one because everybody in those movies was perfectly cast and fantastic. And unfortunately, Raul Julia died uh, from stomach cancer um, right after filming uh, Street Fighter. Uh, okay. He was literally yeah, that's right. when he made that. Yeah. And uh, I want to blame that movie for his death. So fuck you, Street Fighter. You killed him. And oh you denied me of oh, my Street, Adam's Family 3. Street Fighter sucks so bad. I I concur. <laughs> yeah, let's just go erase that movie and let's go make an Adam's Family 3. And then he can die in, in peace. And knowing that his legacy will continue on is awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Even though I'll say this. He was the best thing about Street Fighter, though. He was the sole best thing about that damn movie. Yeah, I can find that. Yeah, him, him as M Bison was utterly perfect. Um, he he gave the best line in the movie. It's actually one of my favorite lines in movies ever. What you know, when Chun Li's talking it? to him, it's when Chun Li's talking to him about like, "Oh, you killed my family and all this other stuff," and he's like, "Well, I understand to you that was probably the most important day of your life that M Bison came into it, but for me, it was just a Tuesday." Oh, boy. I don't remember that line, but that is a burn if I've ever heard it. Yeah, it was it was the best line in that movie. Hands down. Like if they came up with that line and decided they wanted to write a movie around that line, I actually kind of forgive a lot with what that movie did. <laughs> um, but it was great. It was just uh, well, it wasn't great. The line was great. Um, everything else just garbage. Now for a TV series that I would like to get one more season. Now, I know they kind of wrapped this show up fairly well. But I would kind of like to see them touch back now, kind of like what they did with the X-Files and kind of like what they've done with Will and Grace and Roseanne slash the Connors before that went crazy. And what they're doing now with uh, Sybil Shepherd and stuff. I want to see them touch base back into the Fringe universe. I want to see a season six of the Fringe. Uh, just a few episodes. Uh, yeah. Well, granted, it is, show. It, is kind of, it is kind of my modern version of the X-Files. I totally mm -hmm. know this. If you, if you don't get it's kind of a theme I have for my TV shows, but I want to see that though. I just want one more season where they've done the whole thing in the future and all this other stuff. And they've, they've done this thing in the past. They could kind of just do it now. They could just kind of be like, bam, now. Yeah. With all they've done with the timelines and the alternate universes, they can just kind of do it now and just it be an alternate universe or be something. I just want to see them do one more season. I love just something. that Even show. if it's like six episodes, I think it'd be great. Yeah, that everybody, was a great everybody show. Everybody in it was fantastic. Walter White, think, not Walter White, Walter, what? Walter, Walter Bishop. in that. Yes, Bishop. He was fantastic. He was so amazing in that. Yeah, and just everything about it. I, I just think that'd be good. Uh, Joshua Jackson, I loved him in that. I love him in everything. Joshua uh, Jackson is, the, yeah, he's great. He, he's yeah, he was great. He's the best thing about Dawson's Creek. True. Uh, it, I'm, I'm sorry, James. 
You were fantastic. I know James the show's based around you. <laughs> but I know, Pacey. but I'm talking to him directly. <laughs> I'm talking to him directly. James, my boy. I've got your back. I love you, James. But that show was Joshua Jackson's show. Pacey <laughs> was my boy. Pacey was great. Yeah. There's Dude, he got to fuck everybody. It. it was great. There's something about Joshua Jackson. Like, he's just a very, like, charismatic, charming person. Even when he's being, like, a smartass and, like, that guy that's just, like, opposed to everything, he is so good at it. And he's just got some kind of charm to him that you're like, I like everything you do. You know, I, I'm behind that because, yeah, Joshua Jackson is great. And I like what his face does with the beard. So I want more of that. I just I I just think it'd be really fun to get some more of that, get some more crazy stuff, get some more of those bald people that eat some spicy food. I just the the little watcher guys. I just think all of it. I just think it'd be super fun and super great. And I want to see more of it. I really don't even think I need to say more than that. It's just it's it was a super <laughs> great show. Not enough people watched it because everybody was stupid. And they weren't watching the fringe because it's fucking amazing. And to Fox's credit, even though it had shitty ratings, they gave them a half a season to wrap up the show so they could do yeah. a half a season to just do. And they went a little crazy because they went all of a sudden into the future and they just kind of threw you into this apocalyptic thing. And you're like, holy fuck, what's going on? And they wrapped the show up like that. It yeah. was a little crazy at first, but as that season went on and they finally wrapped it up, it fit. It worked. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just want to see a little bit more when they were younger. Like in the modern times before it goes into the future. I just want to see a little more of that because I really yeah. loved their dynamic. And yeah. Olivia, Olivia was great. Anna Torv. And the sad thing is, like, I haven't really seen her in anything since Fringe. And she was great. She was a really great lead. Yeah. She, and, was, yeah. Yeah. she was fantastic. Yeah. So, so I agree. Yeah, I would I just totally love to see more of that. that. Mm -hmm. But all right, Justin, your turn. Movie. Sequel. What you got? I don't have anything. No, I'm kidding. I have something now. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe this is a dumb idea, but I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's genius. But what I was thinking is, okay, I, I don't know about any of you, but I loved the original Disney Fantasia. Like I, I watched it recently. I mean, not too long ago. I want to say, Mike, it's been about maybe about a year and a half ago. I it was it was circling around on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there now, but I watched it. And at the time, it was just this groundbreaking thing because you had like all these different Disney characters and they were set to all this classical music, all this famous music and stuff like that. So and I know later on there was kind of that Fantasia 2000 and everything like that. But I was just sitting here and I was thinking, how cool would it be to see if something like that could be done? But with more modern, more contemporary artists of now, like what if like you had all this original music set to all these sort of Disney set pieces? I don't know how you could do this. I don't know if it would work. I don't even know if maybe if it could work with like the, your original Disney animated uh, people or maybe do you need to go maybe some Pixar type stuff? get some more modern characters in there or maybe you even introduce some new characters but i would love to see some modern artists of now like do a fantasia like like you get some really popular artists and have them do like and have them kind of work with disney and kind of come up with this new fantasia concept but it would be all modern artists 
all modern type music and you like set it to that. And I don't know. I think you might have something actually kind of cool. I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it could work. Cause I don't know. Cause at the time, all the classical music and stuff like that, that they set to those Disney cartoons, it just kind of worked. Cause people respected Disney so much at that time. And then you have the classical music, but I'm wondering if something like that could work now. And it, and it would just be like a Fantasia sequel, but you know, you do it with the music of now. I wonder how well that could work. Okay. I approve of that choice. My one problem, my one problem with what you said is you sounded a little dismissive about Fantasia 2000. And that kind of upsets me because it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't appreciate that as much as you did. But uh, that not saying that it sucked, but I, I just, I don't know. It's just something about that original, man. I just really... I just really loved the original, but Fantasia 2000 was not bad by by any stretch. So yeah, but no, I did. So I did not mean to imply that that was terrible or anything like that. See, I think if they do that, I need to. I think they need to kind of scrap the idea of doing just uh like orchestral music, and I think they should legitimately do it to modern songs. Exactly. Like I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. I want to see. I want to see some Disney characters doing some shit to a Kendrick Lamar song. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what my soul needs. Dude, nice. some Kendrick Lamar, some maybe even throw some Bruno Mars in there, like some, I mean, you, yes. you could do so much with it. Imagine the Toy Story. Imagine something with Woody, but with oh, man. like a popular country artist or something like that. And it's like his story, but it's just, it just features Woody, but like you use some sort of country artist to just really, to just really let that come from the soul. You could do something like that. I mean, there, I think there are a lot of wonderful artists who could do that justice, man. You could have a sick Fantasia with some of the talent you have now. You know what I mean? True. There, there is a Travis Meadows song called Underdogs. And anybody who doesn't know who Travis Meadows is, and especially if you call yourself a country fan, the fact that I know who fucking Travis Meadows is and you don't should make you feel terrible down to your core. But anybody who doesn't know who Travis Meadows is, listen to his song Underdog. I think that'd be a fantastic song to do a Woody thing to because Hmm. it, it kind of encapsulates the first Toy Story movie where he was top dog. Then all of a sudden Buzz shows up and now he is the underdog. And, and, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a like overcoming what's what's in front of you. And I think that'd be a great song to do something with Woody too. So everybody should check that out. Okay. Travis Meadows underdog. Be fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And and I think that if you really thought about it, you could find a lot of different artists that could fit the personalities of certain characters. Like maybe like I could see I could kind of see maybe Beyonce doing something for um, maybe Tiana, the princess and the frog. I think maybe there's something you could maybe do with that there. Just that attitude of, you know, oh, Justin, make- Justin, Justin, yes. if you're going to have a Tiana in this movie, can't be to Beyonce. Well, who? I want to see Tiana go hard on some Cardi B. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I want to see Tiana. I want to see Tiana do, uh, what's it called? Uh, Either Bodak Yellow or uh, <laughs> or I like it. That's what I want to see. 
I want to see something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Moana, Moana can do some Beyonce. Okay. Okay. But my girl Tiana, okay. my girl Tiana needs to go hard on some Cardi B. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I want to see Elsa do some Gaga. Ooh. Dog. That would be cool. Dog. Yes. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Because you know she do does some fit. Gaga. Yeah, because you know she doesn't fit. Oh, that's perfect, Sterling. I really like this idea. Like, like that's, but that's good. I'll give you that one, man. That's that would go hard. And let's, and let's, that would go let's hard. spice it up a little bit. Let's uh no, I, I have been out of you know the metal scene for a while and stuff like that. But I think they could do something with like a metal song. Insert whatever metal artist you want at this point and do that with a version of night uh night on bald mountain like they did in the first movie with all like devil like escaping from the mountain and some summoning his minions or something like that Ooh. i think you can do a really awesome version of that that'd be now. cool man man i don't know who are your who's a good like who's a who's like a satanic artist like who who likes satan um man man i don't know anymore that's the thing i got out of the metal game a long time ago man I don't oh, know man. anymore. I thought you at that least was an kinda, amazing you know, question I, to ask. Who likes I thought Satan? You at least, <laughs> I thought you at least dilly I mean, traditionally, you know, dilly dabbed. Well, traditionally, traditionally, it's Slayer. Traditionally, it's always Slayer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they but, have the song God Hates Us All or album God Hates Us All, something like that. It's been a minute. Um, or you could do Slipknot's Heretic Anthem to uh, the whole with the whole devil at a bald mountain thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, like I said, I'm a little out of it, you know. I want somebody to sing a Kelly song, though. I need some Kelly Clarkson in this. What Disney character is going to sing some Kelly for me? Oh, oh, man. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Man, I'm trying to think of who kind of fits that. Who has that kind of I could see Moana doing that. Nah, no, 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 no. She's she's it, she's got to have that more empowering moment to her. Kind of like that Beyonce. That's why I liked her for Beyonce. Hmm. You know, because it's the kind of whole, I could see her doing that. Like who runs the world? I could see okay. Moana doing that song. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, man, you're right though. Kelly needs to be in that. Um, I can't. I'm blanking on my Disney characters right now. Hmm. What about what about a slightly older Disney character? What if like Belle? What if like a Belle? Yeah. yeah Belle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something or, like Belle doing. Maybe Jasmine. What do you think about that? Actually, honestly, I want them to do something in Aladdin, and I want them to do like a really awesome Bollywood song. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I just but, think that'd be super awesome because yeah. like the music in Bollywood movies just lifts my soul up. <laughs> I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that'd be super fucking awesome if they did something like that with like Aladdin and kind of made it like fit within that. But no, I could see a bell. I could see a bell doing something like that, like a Miss Independent. I want to see Belle doing a Miss Independent. I think that'd be nice. Or a Mr. Know-it-all. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But just. I mean, but I mean, is that this is not a dumb idea, right? Like, because, you know, it would it draw people awesome. to it. Yeah. Like, and some would, of the it collabs would, it would never you happen. could do. It would yeah. never happen. But I think it would be super awesome if they did that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They need to have something in WALL-E that, like, does some really awesome electronic music. Ooh, what about Pocahontas? Yeah. What are we going to do for that? Hmm. Honestly, I don't know. I'm sure you could find somebody yeah. that'd be like. You're an awesome like Native American artist or something like that that could do something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know any. And that's, you know, on me. But I mean, I'm sure you could find something like that. Or just some like um I don't want to say hippie music, but you know, something that's like about loving trees or some shit. I'm sure that's out there. 
And, you know, you could, you could just do some really fun things, I think, with some of these things, you know. And then you could also eliminate the racism that was in the first uh, Fantasia movie, too. Yeah, you could eliminate some of that stuff. With the, with the, little, the little centaur girls and the yeah, wood nymphs. Well, yep, yeah. And the little black centaur, yeah. 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 Yeah, you can eliminate that part of it. And just, I think it'd just be fun. I think, I mean, even if they didn't actually do it with Disney characters, if they just kind of animated little stories to some of these songs, I think would just be another way of doing it. Kind of like what they did with the original. Yes, Mickey Mouse shows up in them, but for the most part, they're not really doing Disney characters outside the Sorcerer's Apprentice part. Yeah, you know, true, they're true. just doing little animated stories. Even if they just did something like that, take a new song like newer songs and just do these little animated stories to it in that very Disney way. I think it'd be really awesome if Pixar joined in and you do some in the Pixar style and you do some in the classic hand-drawn Disney way. Oh, I think that'd man. be a really fun way of doing it. I'd be so down for that. I would sit through that whole thing. It could be two hours and I'd just sit through it. And especially when you found out what artists, what songs are going to be on it or, or if they're going to be new songs that the artist did, especially for the animated shorts or whatever the case may be, man, I'd be so down. Yeah. Just something like that. I think would be super fun. I do. I do think, I think it'd be an awesome idea if they ever did it, Justin. It's just the likelihood of them doing that is even lower than them doing my sixth season of fringe. (laughs) Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. You're probably, but I, I do think you, I, I do think it's a solid idea though. I think, I think depending on how they did it, I, th- I think either way, if they did it with Disney characters or just like I said, with their own animated vignettes, I think it'd be great. Yeah. So what, what would be a TV show for you that you want to see a, another season of? Well, for me, um, and, and this one's uh, near and dear to my heart, but I'm going to go with The Sopranos, man. I, I feel like, I, I, do you guys, did you guys watch any of that? Do you know how that ended? How it ends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually love the way it ended. Well, well, even if it, well, just that abrupt kind of like that. Well, I'm not even necessarily saying that the ending was bad, but I think the avenue was open to where you could easily continue that. Everybody is still alive. The family is still alive. Everything like that. So I think, you know, if James, unfortunately, James Gandolfini is no longer with us, but but if the opportunity was there to do that, you could easily pick that back up with him trying to rebuild his empire, things going on with the family. They're older now. Maybe we see some of his kids go off and have families of their own and what kind of drama and rifts that 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 comes of that. The fact that him and Carmela are getting older, like there are a lot of things that you could hit with that series at the stage where they stopped it. And I think it would be so easy to just continue that you could continue it with. You could have continued it with them just leaving that restaurant. And I mean, you could just go from there and have all these nice little storylines about him sort of trying to pick up the pieces. And I mean, especially because there was a lot of death in that last season and everything that happened. So I just think that there'd be a lot of easy ways you could pick that series back up because the way it ended, um, I just think it'd be easy. And I like to see it end a different way. But I don't know. What do you guys think? As far as that one. Well, I have some news for you then, Justin. You're actually kind of getting what you want in a different way. Um, they are HBO. I know is either 
I, I'm sorry, I don't remember this. They're either doing a TV miniseries or a movie that is in the Sopranos universe. Oh. Now, where where it does differ from what you're wanting is, is it's actually a story about where Tony Soprano got where he was. Okay. It is a prequel. Okay. It's a lead up to it. Gotcha. But you're still getting something. You're, you still cool, will though. be getting something in the Sopranos universe. Yeah. Hey, I'm all um, for that. Uh, and like I said, I just don't remember. It's either going to be like a little mini series or a movie, something like that. They're going to do. Did they say yet? Who's um, playing him? No, no, they haven't gotten that. They've more or less greenlit the idea for it, though. Okay. Um. Well, that would be interesting, especially now, his family dynamic and the way his mother was so manipulative and everything back then, and then kind of this adoration he had from his father. I, I, I would love to see that. I, I think that would be very interesting. But so, but no, I do get what you're saying, though, with the whole idea of wanting something like that. And unfortunately, James Gandolfini being dead, because I mean, it's the same thing with me with Adam Stanley. Like, no matter how much I want it, I'll never be able to get that because. Yeah. Raul Julia died. Yes. And but I, I do get that, that like, you know, you want something like that. And it was like Sopranos is a fucking fantastic show. Uh, I mean, it really is to me. It's up there with The Wire. Um, it's not as good as The Wire. I don't care what Alejandro says. Uh, <laughs> the Wire is better than Sopranos. I, I gotta watch. I but, gotta watch The Wire, man. Like I've seen, I watched the first few episodes, and I was like, hell yeah, I, I like this. And I just, I need to finish it, man. I need to finish that shit. I'm gonna do that. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. It's it's the most perfect five seasons you'll ever watch in your life. Anyway, I digress. Um, but no, The Sopranos really is like. The Sopranos is responsible for a lot. The Sopranos, you know, while Oz did come out before the Sopranos and stuff like that, you know, and it kind of helped yes. break the way for, you know, the Sopranos. Yes, it did. And if I'm thinking right, if I'm thinking right, Six Feet Under also was before the Sopranos, I think by a year or two. Uh, yeah, I uh, want to say about it by a year, uh, if I'm not, if we're not if, mistaken, if, but yeah. If not, they're right around the same time. Yeah. Um, but the Sopranos set up so much. I mean, the Sopranos, it set the formula for something like Game of Thrones. It truly did. Uh, it was the type of show you would watch it on Sundays and talk about it at the office on Mondays. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like what kind of like what people do with Game of Thrones now. You know, you watch it on Sunday and you talk about it Monday. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Soprano started that trend when it comes to something like that on HBO. I think while they did, while HBO had fantastic series before The Sopranos, like I said, Oz, Six Feet Under, uh, The Gary Sandling Show, um, or was it the Larry Sanders show? But you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, they had those groundbreaking fantastic series before that, but you know, and they were doing comedy specials and they showed movies and all this other stuff, but Sopranos solidified HBO as the no bullshit. I'm going to blow your fucking mind. TV network with the Sopranos. Like, well, everybody knows HBO now, you know, with that whole joke that no matter what, when you say HBO, well, it's not TV, it's HBO, you know, Anytime somebody says something like that, like that's that's the Sopranos effect. Like that's the ripple in the cultural zeitgeist that started with the Sopranos. And it just seeped into everybody. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm totally I totally understand where you're coming from about wanting more of that because like I said, it in in no pun intended, it, it, it's the godfather of that type of thing. And yeah, you know, you always want more of that. You always want more of something that's culturally significant, that resonates, that's you know, groundbreaking. You always want more of that, you know, and unfortunately in this case, we'll just never end up getting it because, you know, Tony Soprano himself did pass away who 
also I think is an insanely underrated actor within his own right. Oh um, yeah. I mean, everybody talks about how he's great in, in, in the Sopranos. He's great in everything he fucking touched. Even, even bad movies he's in are, f- he's fucking great. He is never the bad thing in a movie. Now, don't ask me why I like this movie, but I do. And I'm slightly ashamed, but I'm going to admit this to all our listeners. There's a movie called Saving Christmas with Ben Affleck, Catherine O'Hare, Christina Applegate, and James Gandolfini. Yes. I love it. I love that movie. It is the most god-awful garbage you could ever watch. But everybody <laughs> in the show, like Catherine O'Hare, has some great scenes, great moments. And Ben Affleck has some great scenes and some great moments. Christina Applegate has some great scenes and some great moments. James Gandolfini has a fucking fantastic movie. He nails it every time he's on the fucking screen. There's never a moment with him on there where he's not just being the fucking best version of that character ever. And it's still a terrible movie. But everybody should watch it because I fucking love that movie. (laughs) There's a very good chance I'm going to buy that movie on iTunes as soon as we're done recording this podcast. (laughs) There you go. Cool, cool. And that movie he did with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. God, why is that movie escaping me right now? That is a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, I never saw it, but I wanted to. It was a slightly independent film. Like, it wasn't necessarily an independent film. It was just kind of a, uh, like a lower release. Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't a big release of a movie. Um, and, enough uh, said. Yes, that is it. Uh, it's a fucking fantastic movie. If you ever want to see two people that were, you know, huge people as far as acting and TV shows goes in like the 90s and 2000s, knock something out of the park together. It's that movie. I mean, you have Tony Soprano and Elaine from fucking Seinfeld. And God, they just truly knock it out of the park in that movie. Like neither one of them outshines the other. They both just shine so amazingly together. And it's exactly what you want from a movie like that, where it's got two phenomenal actors that just nail it and an awesome script to to give them that purpose and to back up what they're doing. I actually forgot he was in Zero Dark Thirty, but good to know he was the CIA director. Yeah, he was he was he's been in a lot of things, though. He was in a um, what's it called? Uh, Like you said, Zero Dark Thirty. He was in that terrible fucking movie, The Mexican. Mm hmm. With, but uh, he was good in it. Like he, his character, he he killed it. You're right. Oh, he was fantastic. Yeah, uh, he was fantastic in the Last Castle. He mm-hmm. was so good in the Last Castle. Yeah, he was. Which is a he pretty was. garbage movie too. Yep. It well, is. it's not a garbage movie. It's just not, it's not. It's, it's not, just it's yeah. just a movie. It's yeah. a movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's about in, as a, in middle of the road as you can get. But yeah. he's fucking fantastic in that movie. And if anybody is going to outshine Robert fucking Redford, it's <laughs> right. James Gandolfini. <laughs> right. So, no, I definitely get you on that, Justin. So, let's kind of wrap all this up. Let's move into uh, movies, like singular movies that you would like to see a remake of. Justin, we'll start with you. Okay. So, for this one, man, I had so many choices, but but I, but I narrowed it down to a few. And the one that I just kept coming back to, the one that really just made me feel the, the most confident that I would like to see this redone is the movie Excalibur. It's um, the Arthurian legend movie that came out in 1981. Have any of y'all seen that? I have not, no. Well, yeah, I it's think a, I saw it back in like 1988. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty old movie, but it's basically, a, a lot of people say it's the best um, iteration of the King Arthur tale because it, follows closely with the with the king author books so 
so I mean, so it's got everybody in there. King Arthur, Guinevere, Lancelot, all of that is in there. And pretty much it's, I want to say the movie was almost three hours long and it pretty much is, it, 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 it pretty much goes through King Arthur, um, becoming the king, getting the sword and the stone, the, the stuff with Guinevere and Lancelot and that, and the, the affair that they had all the way up until the quest for the Holy Grail and Percival and the Knights of the Round Table. It pretty much has all of that in there. Merlin is also in it. So you've got the Lady of the Lake. You've got all of that going on. So I just think that with the recent success of something like Game of Thrones, I just think today's audience would be all for this in a remake. I think that with the special effects, you could do great war scenes because there are plenty of them in the King Arthur story. Um, and there was a slew of British talent in the Excalibur movie that really rose to prominence. A lot of the people that we just got through talking about, like Helen Mirren um, was in this. I know that Patrick Stewart was in this. Um, some of the other people like Nigel Terry, I, I'm not a big, um, I, I haven't seen a lot of different movies with him, but he was a good King Arthur in this. I'm trying to think of who else was familiar that was in this film. Um, man, but those are the main two that I can think of off the top of my head were Helen Mirren and Patrick Stewart. But a lot of these British actors launched their career with that film. And I just know that with all of the British talent that we have at the forefront now, I just think you could do an awesome remake of this and not something where they try to update it because wasn't there a King Arthur that came out not too long ago with Charlie Hunnam, I believe, where they tried to kind of modernize it or they tried to kind where, of. Uh, yes. Well, it was it was King Arthur, but it was essentially like we speak now, though. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't try to do anything like any use any vernacular or anything like they would in the olden days or anything like that. It was just like, you know, King Arthur and he's like, Sup motherfucker, kill yeah. you with my sword Excalibur bitches. Yeah. Like shit. yeah, it just was <laughs> yes. And from what I understand, it was awful. But I think that with especially like now that we have an audience that is I think primed for this, like it is primed for this story to come back. Because you've got everything, a lot of the things that make Game of Thrones so great now, a lot of that could be in this, in this, a lot of that is in this story. You've got the, you've got the magical element, the supernatural elements, you've got the different wars, you've got the love affairs and the three-way love triangle. So you've got all that drama in there. You've got the story of brotherhood and camaraderie with the Knights of the Round Table. And then you've got that whole thing about the the prophecy and the destined warrior and the pressures that go with that and him trying to become king and wasn't quite ready for it. I mean, all of that is in this Excalibur movie. But I just think that with time, even if you were to split it into two movies or maybe even three movies, I think you have the blueprints for an ep and everybody's familiar with it. Everybody already knows the story. But to see it done now with the British talent that we have now that you could put in the casting of this and with the special effects that we have now, oh, man, it would be sweet. 
So that has my vote for a movie that I would want to uh, mostly see remain. Yes, definitely. Especially if they stick to the books. I can see that. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in a long fucking time. But I, I, I get what you're saying, though, with that kind of Arthurian type of theme that you really could get a lot out of. Like you said, following kind of a, a, a Game of Thrones is just like a production model, you know, not necessarily a thematic model or anything like that, because they don't necessarily need to be like Lancelot doesn't need to die. in you know, episode or, you know, the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yes, but just <laughs> it's very like, true. Good point, because Game design of Thrones, wise, my God, <laughs> but like design wise, you know, just the way Game of Thrones looks, just put King Arthur and Excalibur in it and a wizard with Merlin and shit like that. Like, just put that in there. Hell yeah, you know, it would it would fit. It really yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, all the British talent that we have now, just imagine the powerhouse acting or the cast that you could have for that. I mean, there's just so many that could fit in some of those roles and i mean i mean you you just i mean you could almost just take your pick and then you could have some people return like like um like Helen Mirren and stuff like that you could do some interesting things with them like i i just think that i would love to see that done now i would just love to see that done i just think that would that would be really awesome that would be really awesome no i think that would be cool I think that that's something that should be done. And yet we're getting shit like King Arthur that we got like a year ago. Yeah. Or Robin Hood like we did this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Let's digress. <laughs> but all right, I'll go next. So a movie I would like to see a remake of is my all time favorite 80s movie. I think it's it's prime time to see a movie like this again. And that would be the one and only Last Dragon. Hmm. Yes, okay. I am on board. Okay. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were talks for years and years that uh, Red Man from the Wu-Tang Clan was going to produce a sequel. And for a long time, uh, originally, they were going to have uh, Rihanna um, hmm. in it. And uh, unfortunately enough, um, Chris Brown, okay. so, you know, is going to be Rihanna, As, like, Rihanna the playing guy? the vanity character. Ooh. Yes. And Chris Brown was going to play... Uh, the Leroy Green character. Um, See, for that, I just feel like, I don't know if Rihanna would have been the best choice for that character. I don't know. Well, neither one of them would be at this point. This is uh, true. Now, <laughs> yes. Now, who was rumored Who was rumored to be the Shogun of Harlan himself, Shonoff, was Samuel Jackson, though. Nice. <laughs> Oh, that could totally work. That will I work. I could see that. He's the only person in the world that could play that character now. Yeah, that will work. <laughs> After Julius Carey died, I mean, who else could play that? I mean, at this point, honestly, the one person I think that could do it, if he could maybe get a little bit more humor to him, would be Michael Jai White. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Um, he played he played Spawn in, in the Spawn movie. Um mm. He was also the main bad guy in Exit Wounds with Steven Seagal and DMX, um, which fuck you, Justin. It's a great movie. Um, you don't think Terry Crews could do that role? <laughs> Actually, no. You you might be right on that. Terry Crews might I be able to that. be a show enough. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Terry as a show enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I could even see that. Maybe he's just, even he's, Jamie Foxx. He's got the build. Hmm. For that. Yeah. Maybe. He's got the build. But Maybe. But no. Honestly, I don't. don't think- he didn't have the intimidation, though. You know who I think uh, okay. would be like good in that role, just because like I personally would like to see it. Ice T. I just think that would be great. <laughs> Ice T could do it, but I, I like I get why you're saying that. 
I just don't necessarily know if I want to see Ice T fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a little on the old side these days. You're right. You're right. But I no, I I actually kind of agree with Terry Crews. I think Terry Crews would be a very good show enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he is very big. Um, which I mean, Julius Carey was like nine foot two. I mean, the guy was tall as fuck. Um, I just think that, that you could kind of play off that a little bit and and have it be a Terry Crews, and he could do that that very serious face. And I would actually kind of like to see him in that show enough hair. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's just whatever they do, they have to keep it thematically the same like they need to have that uh that seventh heaven song by vanity they need to do a new version of that song they need to do it's got to be intertwined with music like you know like just that soul and and pop music now like you could actually update it with some like hip-hop and stuff like that instead Mm -hmm. but it's got to have that same feel like the music's kind of got to be a character in this movie you know well who would you cast as um bruce leroy god i have no idea i would almost want it to be the same type of thing i kind of want them to get kind of a younger martial artist and kind of teach them how to act i mean at this point actually nowadays you could actually get a young actor and then teach them how to fight and that actually right. might be easier yeah um because with now with the type of trainers and choreography they can do now you know just give them like six months to learn don't mm-hmm. Don't iron fist this shit and give him like two weeks to learn it, you know, learn how to fight right. and then choreograph every scene for 15 minutes before you shoot it. Give the guy six months to learn it. And I think you could be good, mm-hmm. you know. Um, ooh, you know who else would be a very good show enough, I think? Who? Elba. Mm-hmm. Oh, Idris Elba? Hmm. Yeah. None other okay. than the sexiest man alive this year. Uh-huh. He would be a good show enough. I could uh-huh. see him doing that, especially like just a martial arts version of Stringer Bell. That'd be nice. <laughs> nice. Which, yes, that's a wire reference for all you degenerates that haven't watched it. But um, I'm just, I'm trying to think oh, like the mean oh, shit. face, though. You know who would be a good Bruce Leroy? Michael B. Jordan. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. Michael definitely. B. Jordan could do that? Yeah, he totally. could do it. Totally. Yeah, yes. he could do it. I'm super or on even, board uh, with that. What's his name? Denzel's son. We talked about him earlier. Uh, John Washington. Yeah. Right? John David Washington. Yeah. He could do it. Mm-hmm. Nah, he, he actually might be a little too old. He actually might be a good show enough, too, though. He might yeah. be able to do that. Michael B. Jordan and John David Washington are only like three years age difference. Which is actually kind of fine because you don't necessarily need a very huge established age difference between those characters. Um, But if you just kind of have, you know, if he actually kind of channeled his dad a little bit from training day. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What I said in the Black Klansman podcast that he's got more range. Just kind of channel the the dark charisma his dad had in training day just channel that part of it that dark charisma and you know like that king kong ain't got nothing on me mentality channel Mm -hmm. that yep i think you can do it that'd be super good we have a ton of show enoughs now we still need a a leroy green but i i I do think uh i do think michael b jordan could do it i think that'd be really good and i say fuck it let's get tessa thompson in it too and Mm. uh you know let's just reunite all of creed and have them all be in it uh I think she would be a good apple uh, or vanity. I almost said Apollonia. I'm not talking about, you know, purple rain. Um, but no, she'd be a good vanity, I think, because she can sing, too. Um, I really think Beyonce would be perfect for that. I think Beyonce would be. Unfortunately, I hate to say this because it wouldn't necessarily seem that way, but she might be a little too old. Maybe. But she doesn't look old. So, you know. Fuck it. Cardi B. What's up, Cardi B? No. I want to see her. <laughs> I want to see her rap out the Seventh Heaven song. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, but I, don't, I just want that feel and I want 
I want it to just <laughs> be just campy garbage the entire time. That's what it needs to be. You know, it needs to seem serious, but not feel serious. Ooh, Sterling, yeah. I think I might have a good one for you. I might have a good Bruce Lee Roy for you. For Bruce Lee Roy. Oh, okay, Bruce. Br- um, Ambrose from Sabrina. All right, I'm down. You, you got me there. Yeah. Teach that motherfucker how to fight. Let's get it. Yeah, it would be so perfect, right? Ooh. Yes, and then you can have that other girl from Sabrina be Vanity. Uh, the, the one evil that sister seems? girl. Oh, the evil sister. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have her name oh, in five yeah. uh, Jazz Sinclair. Yeah, I could see have that. Have Jazz Sinclair be Vanity. Have that guy, who I'm going to say his name, Chance Perdomo mm-hmm. is apparently his name. Um, he can be he can be my, my Leroy Green. Mm-hmm. And ooh, fuck it. Have Michael B. Jordan be, be shown off. Because we know he can be a villain because <laughs> of Killmonger. No, right. Yeah, that's true. We know he could do that. Yeah. I just want to see something like that. And I want to see a glow. There has to be a glow. There has to be uh, a Kendrick Lamar version of the song, The Glow. Something like that. <laughs> um, for when they have that fight. I just think that'd be so awesome. Uh, it's just, I mean, the, the best thing about The Last Dragon to me is everything about that movie completely encapsulates the entirety of the 80s. Mm-hmm. The fashion, the music, the, the way they talked, the the style of the movie, the fight sequences in it. Everything from the 80s was just wrapped up into one movie that was made in 1985, and that's The Last Dragon. And I just want to see a modern version of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who might be a good vanity, though? J- uh, J- Janelle Monet. She could do that. I could see that. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on, Hollywood. We've given you a billion people. Just fucking make this movie now. Right. Just listen to our podcast. Pick any of the 27 people we've named for characters. <laughs> right. Yes. And just make this fucking movie already. Just yes. do it. We've done all the hard work for you. We've done the casting. We've done. We've figured out some of the score for you already. I mean, fuck it. I'll direct it. It won't be that hard. <laughs> I'm going to just remake the fucking movie. <laughs> I can do that. Let's yes. do this now. Yes. All right. Let's wrap all this up. We're going to end this now with you, Heather. What's your remake? Yeah. Okay, so I actually just recently found out I think they are actually doing something similar to this. But the remake I would like to see is Big Trouble in Little China because that movie was amazing. And um, I think that if we just did a more, you know, current version of it, it would still be just as good, if not better. Um, So I, I would like to see that. I think, aren't they kind of doing like a... Is it like a sequel type of thing or what is it that they're doing with it? They they said something um, like that, I think. Originally, originally it was going to be a remake mm-hmm. uh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of fan backlash that they were going to remake that movie. So it has changed and they are now making it a sequel to that movie. Um, so we will... We will see what that ends up being. I mean, it's been kind of stuck in production for like three years, but apparently Big Trouble Little China is The Rock's favorite movie. Of like it's all a great time. movie. It's so great. So it's it's going to happen because right. right now you put The Rock in a movie and it's like, all right, here's $400 million in profit. Right. So, I mean, they're going to end up doing something. Uh, yeah. I just it was just such a fun movie. And I just remember watching it almost every week when I was younger. And it was just it was just a fun movie. So I could and then, you know, obviously, it was back in the 80s. So the effects and, you know, the choreography of it and all of that would be even better now. But I just really, you know, 
It's a great movie. And I'm just throwing this out there because if I were going to remake it, it would be Chris Pratt. I just, it would have to be Chris Pratt. I just don't see it being anyone else. So that would be my (laughs) choice for that. And maybe it's also because in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Kurt Russell plays, you know, Chris Pratt's dad. So I could, I just see the resemblance there, but also just that, you know, that the way that, you know, the personality and the charm and the whatever that Kurt Russell has is also Chris Pratt. So I think he would just dominate that role if he, if they did a remake of it. Well, I mean, he could definitely I mean, I'm do I'm kind of there with you. He could do well, it. Well, see, I don't know. I don't think he's rugged enough though. Like, yeah. Kurt Russell in the first movie as Jack Burton had that rugged charm to him. I don't know if Chris Pratt really has that. Because even when he's at his most rugged, which would be like a Jurassic World, it's still not quite the same type of rugged, though. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I think I just think about like the the dialogue and the lines of the character himself and just Chris Pratt would be able to just deliver those lines and deliver that role so well. You know, they could work on the ruggedness, but... Yeah. I mean, I see what you mean, but I just I just see him being that that character. I don't know why. I'm up for other suggestions. I just that was the first person that came to mind. Well, unfortunately, though, you're getting Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Jack Burton. Maybe he might not end up being Jack Burton because if they end up making it a sequel instead of a remake, he might not end up being Jack Burton. But unfortunately, that's where they're going right now for you. So you have to deal with it because you're going to get some Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) Anything he's in is I'm, you know. He's also a charming, wonderful person. So I will take that as well. I was just saying, you know, this was something I had thought about before I knew that they were doing that uh, re- reboot, remake, whatever it is that they're doing. I I just recently found that out. So this was something I had thought about before I knew they were doing that. So honestly, who I actually could think could do a role like that very well would be Danny McBride. Mm, okay. Have him channel a little bit of what he did in Eastbound and Down. I think I think that would kind of nail it a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I could I kind of see where you're going with that. Yeah. And he's got that mullet already. I just think it kind of works. <laughs> I mean, you're going mullet <laughs> to mullet here. <laughs> I mean, and not to keep, you know, bringing up all the Marvel people, but Chris Evans for that too. I could see it. He can do the ruggedness. If you saw him in um, you know, Infinity War, he pulled off that ruggedness really well. So yeah, but he didn't feel rugged, though. He looked rugged. He had the rugged beard, but he didn't feel rugged. He didn't feel like a truck driver. That's what, that's what yeah. Chris Pratt doesn't feel like a truck driver. Yeah. Kurt Russell and Danny McBride feel like truck drivers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I just think that would be fun. And I don't know who would play Kim Cattrall's character, but I mean, we could probably find someone good for that. But I, I don't I don't know who I would pick for that. I couldn't get past, you know, Jack, uh, Jack Burton, right? Is that his name? Yes, Jack Burton. Yeah. But yes, so that would be my choice for remake if I didn't know that they were kind of doing that, but in a different way. But yeah, that, I just think that would be awesome. Well, well, I hope, I hope that what you're going to get lives up to your uh, expectations. Then. Yeah, and it probably will. I mean, I have no, no doubt that it will, but. All right, you guys have anything else? That is all. No, I am good. I think this was a good one, man. Right, I think good. we got covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and I'm also slightly dead inside because I've got to wake up in less than five hours now. Um, all right, so let's wrap this up. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. You know, check us out on the internet. 
www.cinemaslayers.com. Check us out on Twitter, cinema underscore slayers. Check us out on Facebook, you know, cinema slayers on that. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Let us know what, you know, movies you would like to see remade or reboots of or sequels. You know, just let us know any of these things that you, you know, you would like to see. Or if you agree with some of our stuff, let us know what you think. You know, give us some, you know, let us know what animated characters you would want to see with an artist you would want to see in Justin's fantasy Fantasia movie. You know, just hit us up with some of these things. Let us know if you have any casting ideas for any of the movies we've come up with tonight. Um, other than that, you know, like I said, check us out on the website. Uh, check out the store. We're now on Spotify. So if you would prefer to listen to us on Spotify and you're not already, listen to us there. We're there. So just make everything easier for you guys. Um, you know, just if you can hit the like buttons, hit the share buttons, hit the subscribe buttons on your on your podcast app. So that way you can always hear us every Monday morning uh, or anytime during the week. But, you know, we release these on Monday. So any time of the week you can listen. But that way it'll just be on your phone ready to go for you. Other than that, guys, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.